0: But really, we get this opportunity to show up for our spouse and be the person who heals the wound, who helps them. I don't know if we straighten it out or we change it completely back to what it was, but we get to be the person that they lean into in these moments of distress. And so if we get the opportunity to show up for one another in these painful places, man, there is nobody that can do more for me around how I see myself in the world and in relationship than my partner. I'm Angela. And I'm Chad. And we discuss issues that couples face in everyday life. Then we set you up to have a conversation with your partner that's designed to bring you closer together. This is the Connecting Couples Podcast
1: with The Real Emhoffs. Real conversations for a real connection. Here we are in episode two of what we're calling healing from past wounds, where we're trying to bring forward the idea that sometimes you have a wound from your past that has not been resolved, you got some residue and an interaction in your present relationship is triggering your body to remember that pain. Even the meaning that you've assigned to that pain and it activates a cycle or it activates your threat detection system and all of a sudden you're agitated or you're fired up and your partner doesn't even know what happened and you might not know what happened either. And we're trying to help you identify those. So in this episode, we're going to talk about some specific examples in Chad and I's relationship and also try to help you identify how these could show up in your relationship.
0: Yeah. And I want to, I want to just say, man, it's, it's really normal for us to have these kind of reactions. This is really traditionally what I would think what a lot of psychotherapy kind of focuses on. And I'm not trying to say don't go to psychotherapy or don't go get a counselor to help with some of these things, especially if they're huge. Mm -hmm. Um, But a lot of times what we're talking about is just the ways that we learn to do relationship. It doesn't mean that I've been through a huge traumatic event. Uh, We're not necessarily talking about those bigger things that we call capital T traumas. Really what we're talking about in this series is really probably more likely events that happened over and over and became part of just how you do life. You realized if I get this message, if I feel this pain, well, then I'm going to respond in this way. And you practice that a lot of times with your family. I had a friend who showed me this, uh, really clearly they came over and we were talking about their past. They're like, man, I don't have any big trauma. This isn't, I'm not talking about, I wasn't in war. I wasn't in, I didn't get abused as a child. I didn't have any of these things that you would consider huge events. He said, but what I did have was, you know, my family always just responded to these things this way. And it was just assumed it was known that yeah. this is how you handle that sort of pain. And and really he was talking about like how you handle just, just somebody being rude or somebody acting a certain way. And he kind of explained it and he said, he gave me like 10 different events. And I'm like." Oh my gosh, I'm like this reminds me of metal. Like if you're trying to do body work on a car, if you're trying to like shape something out. And, and this is how my brain works. Maybe there's other <laughs> analogies, but I'm like you you tap on it and you kind of heat it up a little bit maybe with a torch, but you just tap on it and you tap on it. And you don't get it too hot. You don't want to melt the metal and you don't want to reform it in, in some other way. And you don't hit it too hard either. You just heat it up a little bit and you tap it. And you heat it up a little bit and you tap Sounds it. And you so heat audio, it up baby. a little bit and you tap it. <laughs> And, and over time, it you can shapes. really make a, a nice-looking, shaped, formed thing. Now, over time, it's really hard to tell that anybody even did anything there, mm. which it can be its own problem. We cannot know that anything bad happened or that, that we may not have one specific instance that, that like blew up in our face, so to speak, but it's a thing that happens over time and tells you, hey, this is how you behave. This is how you need to be. This is how you handled this event.
1: The one specific traumas, like something big happened, it's weird because our body and memory actually can identify that one big thing. So those usually aren't the hidden ones that are embedded. We might have had a big thing. I remember talking to somebody about a car wreck that their family was in, that even though it was never really processed, It was one big event that needed to be processed, and they knew exactly what needed to be processed, where it's the small little tones. It's the things that were never really identified that are there. And so I kind of almost think in our holiday series that we did a year and a half, two years ago now, Uh, We talked about family rules. It's a fun episode. If you haven't listened to our family rules episode, go back to uh, our Connecting Couples Through the Holiday series and listen to that one specifically. But it's almost as though I learned some – family rules, and even some internal family rules, and now my relationship currently is pushing up against those. Pushing on some of the meanings, pushing on some of my own internal strategies for safety, and I have kind of a reckoning to do, where I go, "Uh uh-oh, this isn't, hey, you're pushing on me, and I don't like it, and so my first instinct as a pursuer, not sure about withdrawers, is to be like, you need to stop that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, t- controlling yeah. behavior. Yeah. But as we start to unpack what's really going on there, I start to realize, oh, this is an internal problem. Now, we want to pause for just a second and say, because this happens all the time, especially in our workshops when we're working through this particular conversation, that it can be really easy to say, that's your problem you should probably go to a therapist and work through that thing. Why do I, your partner, have to basically get the brunt of your wound? And it can feel unfair. And just for the record, maybe it is unfair. It's unfair that it happened. It's unfair that it's now showing up in your relationship. But I always love Chad when he explains that we have an opportunity here to show up and actually help our partner heal in some of these. And that's really what we wanna present to you as a couple is that you can actually connect around this place of previous distress, uh, versus disconnecting.
0: Yeah. I mean, I agree. I think it's really, uh, kind of a, I don't know. It's a privilege really like we didn't create it. We didn't cause this pain. Uh, and I didn't make you, I didn't, I wasn't the one swinging the hammer or applying the heat or, or even if it was something bigger, I didn't, I didn't cause the injury. But really, we get this opportunity to show up for our spouse and be the person who heals the wound, who helps them. I don't know if we straighten it out or we change it completely back to what it was, but we get to be the person that they lean into in these moments of distress. And, and life isn't fair. We all know that. But I know that we can connect around pain. I had a client say that beautifully once. I I may not understand you fully, but I can connect around your pain. And so if we get the opportunity to show up for one another in these painful places, man, there is nobody that can do more for me around how I see myself in the world and in relationship than my partner. And so that's the person that I want to be there to help me kind of reorganize these disorganized Mm -hmm. hurt places. I love the
1: way you word that. So in the next few episodes, we're going to give you guys the solutions. We're going to tell you how to respond. We're going to give you ways to actually start to have healing. But first, before we can get to that, we have to help you understand how these raw spots get exposed, how they show up in your current relationship. We want to give you a couple examples.
0: So let me just dive in. At our house, we have divided up roles. We kind of have these ways that we do things like so many of you probably do as well. We kind of divide and conquer when it comes to chores. And one of the things that I have kind of taken on for whatever reason is the dogs. I feed our dogs. We have two big dogs and and we, we feed them every morning and every evening. They get a little bit of dog food and make sure they have water, all this stuff. It's not hard. We've made our lives as simple around that as we can. The water is there, the dog food's there, their bowls are there. It's all pretty straightforward. And so it's a, it's a chore that like, I don't mind doing that much. And you know what? Angela probably likes our dogs even more than I like our dogs. She's like, she loves these animals. And and so she's somebody, she'll feed them sometimes, um, and sometimes I'll feed them. But most of the time, most of the time, probably, probably right. 90% of the time, I feed the dogs. It's kind of what I do. It's kind of my chore.
1: Every now and then, the bowls will be maybe not where they started, or the dogs will be agitated. And I'll have a question in my mind that goes like this. Hmm, I wonder if Chad fed the dogs or if they need to be fed, and I'm standing right here, and I could do it, and so I just need to inquire. And so this has happened multiple times, but when this raw spot that we're about to talk about first showed up, it started like this. He wasn't near, so I had to raise my voice a little bit, which that's always fun being on the other side of me. I'm a pufferfish, and I would be like, hey, did you feed the dogs? Something like that.
0: And and so like I'm on the other side of the house, and I hear Angela yelling from the back of the house like, hey, did you feed the dogs? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like... Immediately, I had maybe a reaction. It wasn't to it. that aggressive,
1: but maybe sometimes it was. Well, mm-hmm. our,
0: well and I'm really thinking about our other house. Yeah, yeah. You could be in that back room and I couldn't Not hear, a hear you. Thing. I yeah, had to so shout. You, you had to shout to be, be heard. Yeah. And so I'm in the front of the house and I hear this yell that says, Hey, did you feed the dogs? And immediately, I'm like, Have this big response to it. Now, I hadn't identified it at this Mm-mm. point, so we I have just,
1: no idea what's going on. All I know is he comes hurrying from the front of the house into yeah. the room to grab the bowls to feed the dogs. And it's weird because it wasn't even like I was saying, "Come and feed the dogs right now" or anything like that. It was just, it was just an inquiry. But he he immediately took over and got it done. And so we just kind of both. It was like that was weird, and we just moved on. Dogs got fed. Move on. So maybe a week later, a month later, you know, it it wasn't like a every day this happened for five days and then we discovered it. It was like over the course of a a season of time, I would notice that when this specific situation came up where I was going, hmm, I wonder, there's the dog bowls, the dogs are agitated, or, you know, our one dog, Dixon, jumps up on the window, and it drives us crazy, and I think, oh, I bet he hasn't been fed yet. I'll feed him. I don't want to double feed him, right? Here's the analysis is going on in my head, and I will say, hey, Chad, did you feed the dogs? Or, you know, and so, again, it was like a second time he comes rushing in, yeah. And I think, hmm.
0: I'm like, give me the balls, I'll feed the dogs. I yeah. think I
1: even had the bowls in my hand. And you just, like, took the bowls out of my hand. Yeah. So then, okay, let's say it happens a third time. And I think it did. It was, like, five or six times. Now I'm starting to realize there is a weird response happening. And I want to try to not have that response. So now I'm trying to pitch the question differently you see how we do this in an interaction like neither
0: one of us really can identify we're not talking about it but i'm kind of having this weird response to it
1: and i can't identify even that all i know is it's he in my mind i'm going he thinks i'm mad at him and all I want to know is, did the dogs get fed? And so then I find myself trying to read word the question. So I think a couple of times I'm like, hey, I don't want to feed the dogs twice. And I want to know if you fed them. And if you didn't feed them, I could. And by that time, he's already in and he's taking the bulls out of my hand again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which, Yeah. Take a second for just a second. Think how crazy making this could yeah. be yeah. and how easily it could kick. I mean, we said it in the, the intro series or the intro uh, mm-hmm. episode. We said this this could kick off a fight. Yeah. Right? I she yells at me from the other side of the house, in a kind and loving way to come feed the dogs is how yeah. I hear it. Not, <laughs> Not so kind and no. loving. Mm-hmm. But I, I come I come in, and now I'm grabbing the bulls, and she's like, what's he upset about? Why is he mad at me? Yeah. I'm just doing the job. I mean, all of a sudden, you could see both yeah. of these things kind of Lots of reasons I why we could spiral even out that, of control.
1: About that third time, I might have said something like, this is a nice shaming statement. If ever you want to know what a shaming statement is, what is wrong with you? Something like that. <laughs>
0: it's pretty like, straightforward. What's yeah. your
1: problem? I'm just asking you a question you're freaking out. Like drawing, okay, that is usually not the best way <laughs> to help a
0: withdrawer. Still not to the solution. Open up
1: their <laughs> emotional impact there. Yeah. Uh, but but we started to identify hey, there's a, there's a response happening when I ask you about feeding the dogs that's out of the ordinary. That is what we're asking you to identify. When you go, what is ha- something is at play here that Correct. is just different. Yeah. So we started having a dialogue about it outside of the dog feeding moment.
0: We got the dogs fed just so you know. <laughs> and then, uh, we had a conversation. I think we were sitting at like, I don't know, the kitchen somewhere and, and we're talking about this and, and you, you're like, I'm like, I don't know why that bothers me so much. Cause you're telling me that you don't even care about feeding the dogs. You like to feed the dogs, blah, 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 yeah. blah. Like there was no like logical reason why I felt so much
1: nasty angst stuff or, or
0: angst or yeah, pressure inside me. Like it felt like threat. Yeah. And and I'm like, why would that feel like threat? like, And so I went into my head, I'm like, where have I felt this before? Which is a good question mm-hmm. to ask if you're trying to figure this out. Like, where have I felt? When is, is, this, is this familiar to some time? And so I asked that question and I'm like, man, it feels like I'm a kid who's getting in trouble for something that was my chore, that was my job. Like it felt like that was... I'm in trouble for something. Mm. And so when she would yell, hey, have you fed the dogs? It reminded me of being a kid and not having done the thing that I was supposed to do. And in my family of origin, right or wrong, however you feel about this, I got spanked when I didn't do my chores. There was this saying that said, uh, delayed obedience is disobedience. And so if my chore wasn't done by the time somebody asked, I was in trouble. Mm. I was in trouble for whatever hadn't been done. And that that it reminds me of the hammer and a little bit of heat. It wasn't like I got spanked so hard that I had bruises or whatever, mm. but I, I got in trouble and there's there was a, a physical consequence. consequence that my body did not forget. Mm. And so it, it taught me to, hey, do the thing or else. Do the thing or else. And so I that I got hit enough times with that and I found that like my body got trained that if if I had a job, I had to have it done on time or else there would be pain.
1: I want to identify here that now you're at the place where we were when we had an opportunity to talk about it. We identified his response. And now it seems like if everything works out the way we would love for it to work out, the next time I ask him if he fed the dogs, he should not feel anything bad at all. And everything was just fine.
0: Yeah, because I know what's going on. So it's all better now.
1: No. The reality is that just because we're aware of why his body is responding that way doesn't necessarily mean his body's automatically gonna stop. So there was still then conversations with us about how I could ask the question, and now at this point I care. He's been vulnerable, he shared this moment with me, and I go, okay. I definitely don't want to send you the message that you're in trouble. I'm only just trying to find out if the dogs have been fed. How can we now together as partners come up with a solution that helps maybe heal this wound or rewrite the meaning around you being asked a question around a chore? And so this was a work in progress for us. And we're going to talk more in future episodes. So in this episode, we're not going to get into all of the resolution. What we want to do is try to help you identify that there is a raw spot at play. And this specific one that Chad just gave an example of, we're hoping, is starting to help you identify maybe some in yours. So that brings us to our connect point for this episode. The Connect Point is designed to help you have a different conversation about
0: how you experience your relationship. Small adjustments lead to big change over time. Take some time to practice with us now. For this Connect Point, we want you to take some time and reflect on your family of origin. If you had not fed the dogs and that was your chore, that was your thing that you were supposed to be doing, how did your family respond what was the move that they went to and how did that feel as a kid we would love for you to take the time to share that with your partner and then also just be curious are there times that that same response comes up now thanks so much for listening to us if you've enjoyed this podcast one of the best things you can do for us is to share it with another couple that you think could benefit from it you
1: can rate us and give us a review on your listening platform, and you can follow us on our Facebook page, The
0: Real MHOFS. If you want to support our nonprofit that makes resources available for couples, you can check out the Ways to Give tab on our website, the Hoffs.com.
1: We love to hear from our listeners, so feel free to message or email us with ideas you might like us to talk about, or the ways that our connect point conversations are impacting your relationship. Thanks, Thanks again. again.